Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Connection Tech Experience podcast. James Hilliard here. Glad to be on board with all of you. Hey, we're going to be talking about collaboration in a hybrid environment. We're always connected. We want to always be collaborating. How do we do that these days? Well, it takes modern devices. It takes modern technologies. It also takes a modern mindset. And so that's something else that we'll be talking about. The we includes four gentlemen that I want to introduce to all of you right now. From Microsoft, two guys join us. Robert Gates is on board, cloud technical architect. He has been in the uh, tech field for 20 plus years. He's been at Microsoft for about five plus years, really focuses on identifying a lot of the the trends out there and helping organizations understand uh, the the types of solutions they want to adopt to meet their business goals, right? So his life is all about people, process, technology, the merging of all those. Also from Microsoft, Trin Tran on board, partner technology specialist. Get this folks, 1990. 99 is when he got his first Microsoft business card. Uh, He's been there for a good long time. Uh, Again, works with partners out there, helps really on their strategic vision, building solutions to the Microsoft cloud. So we're glad to have Trin on board. We move to Lenovo, Bert Kersey on board, senior channel account manager. Hey, uh, workstations, whether it's mobile, whether it's desktop, that is his focus and world modern devices. So we'll be talking with Bert about that. And then Matt Skoog is on board from Connection, partner development specialist focusing on mobility activations. What's that mean? Well, look, folks, it's really easy to be connected at home on Wi-Fi or even if you still plug in with a wire. What happens when you get out of range of that Wi-Fi? How about LTE? Is that part of your planning? We're going to talk and include Matt in the conversation and talk about all things mobility as well. So guys, welcome to uh, all four of you. I want to start off with a little game here. I'll go around and I'll ask you guys all to identify the year that I'm talking about. I don't know what my prize is for the winner, but I'll figure something out. Uh, Here's the deal. It's, It's kind of like I'm going to tell you something without telling you something. When I started, guys, working remotely, and kind of really hybrid, and that's what we're gonna be talking about, right? Whether we're working from home, whether we're just working remotely, whether we're back in the office. Uh, When I started working, my most advanced collaboration tool was Yahoo Messenger. Robert, what year was that? Uh, I have to say 1994. Trin, what year? 1995. Bert, what year? Look, I got my my AIM uh, screen name Yahoo Messenger. I, I remember it was uh, Blink One Eighty Two Bert, and that was probably nineteen ninety seven. And and Matt, I'm gonna tell you that for me, they're all too early. Mine was a little more into the two thousands. I'm totally punting you up here and setting you up. What year was it? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with two thousand two. Throwing out there. 2003, he was the closest, but Uh, none of them are wrong, Bert, Trin, or Robert, because yes, I was using it then as well. But when I finally got the opportunity to leap and do it from home, right, was that 2003 uh, timeframe. And I was thinking about it in, in relationship to this conversation because, man, sometimes I took four and five hour lunches because I was put in the status bar, uh, you know, out to lunch. And then I'd have <laughs> a time the manager come back and say, James, you still at lunch? I'm like, no, no, I'm back. Sorry, didn't adjust that. Uh, you could barely send a file. Uh, it, it was it was IM. That's all it was. And I would just use it mainly for the status updates that you can put in the top bar. Robert, let me ask you this. In terms of, and, and we'll be talking a lot about teams today as well um 
teams can do a little bit more than Yahoo IM could, can it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's obviously much richer in in capabilities, features, and functions. I think, you know, when I look at our day, I mean, I spend most of my day in Teams today, and you know, between collaborating and phone calls and meetings and sharing information, I mean, it's it's where I spend most of my day getting work done. It, it is. It's where we all do. And, and Trent, in terms of the development, again, you've been at Microsoft for such a long time. You've seen all of these tools develop. The users now are much more sophisticated as well. That's one of the things that I've observed is that we've really learned how to work remotely and work from home. And, and, and it, it, it's growing. We still have a lot of things to learn, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But uh, you've seen so much. What, what's one of the biggest changes you've seen in that collaborative mind? mindset over the many years? You know, I, I think the biggest change is expectation. The remote worker expects more. They, they want to be able to do the work, see everyone they're working with, and collaborate. And everything should be as it was before. Efficiency is key. I, I think a lot of people are looking at that today. And, and it's actually one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about a bit later on. I'll, I'll pepper you with some ideas about where are we going? Because teams already in the last year, there have been some major developments that came on from the first offering to where we are now. And I want to talk a little crystal ball. Like what are what do we expect and what do users say to Microsoft and, and other organizations of what we want out of these technologies now? So we'll definitely talk about that. Matt, I had that manager back in 2003. One of the reasons that she did not like me is I wasn't in the office. And she said, I can't stick my head out the door and see you. So you're not going to be here. Now, I outlasted her at that organization and then I moved on. Uh, but even in those early 2000s, I was still having to train a lot of managers to trust that I could work there. Now, not only can we be at home, but we can get out there on the road. And because of connectivity through LTE and some of these other things, truly the promise, I think, of working anywhere, anytime is now available. Absolutely. Um, one of the best things that comes out of this is that autonomy, you know, be, <clears throat> being able to um, work wherever you want, um, always being con connected. Um, and this technology that we're seeing now between uh, cellular um, and 5G technology, we're seeing solutions that uh, we wouldn't even dreamed of before you know back when it was 4g before 4g we didn't have a lot of connectivity but now with 4g and 5g we're seeing solutions that we've never saw before uber doordash you know venmo for our single people out there tinder so many different solutions out there that cellular and 5g technology give us and along with that, Matt, right, we also have then seen a lot of changes in form factors. And, and Bert, right, you focus on workstations with Lenovo, but Lenovo focuses on every type of form factor. So not only can we work anywhere now, because we truly do have the technology to do that, but we can decide what we want to be utilizing out there, whether, again, it's in the office, a satellite office, at home, on the road, right? There's so many more options than we had the, the, in, in times past. Well, James, you, you hit the nail on the head. I tell you, it's it's been a crazy year. I mean, we look a year back. You know, you said that that you've been working from home since 2003, right? For me, it was March 18th, 2000, 2000 2020. <laughs> and um, you know, so the the big thing there is is things changed dramatically, and so did our hardware innovation, right? 
you saw like 5G technology, like Matt just uh, mentioned. You know, I looked at an old slide from a couple of uh, years ago and it was talking about 5G that said it was going to be, you know, 2025. That's when it, we see it being, you know, relevant and important. Well, guess what? We accelerated that till today, right? We ha all of our premier devices have the 5G. We are innovating uh, and bringing different hardware features to our products that help with that remote collaboration are really designed with a hybrid environment in, in mind. And you know, customers that are coming to us asking, what do we do here? Uh, we've got the answers. I, I wanna go back to what Trin brought up about expectations, because I really do think that lies at the heart of what we're dealing with. And you know, Trin, a, a year plus ago, everyone in the world had to react. Um, I think we all reacted pretty darn well. There were not these major disasters that I kind of expected to start seeing. Businesses were able to get people home. Uh, yeah, a little tough uh, getting some uh, technology now and again, but that seems to be abating. We're getting back into, uh, we had some supply chain issues, but, the, but those are uh, alleviating. Um, but now it is the expectation. Now, so many people realized, wait a second, this isn't just going to be a one or two day work from home. This is going to be, I'm going to be here potentially permanently. Um, what is one of one or two of the top expectations that you're starting to see, especially as people also start, and this is where we'll take a little bit of time here, folks, to talk about this hybrid environment that I'm going to be working from home, but it's not just remote work for a day or two. It's going to be a permanent thing, but I might go into the office once or twice. I might go in there a couple of times a week or maybe just quarterly. What are the expectations you're hearing? You know, let me start by supporting that, that statement. We just published an article called the, the next great disruption is hybrid work. And there are stats around exactly that. So work from, from home used to be a perk. Now it's expected, not only by the employee, but also the manager. Because employees, they want to be able to do their best work, but they need the devices, they need the connectivity, and they need the tools to be able to do it which is why it's really important for the listeners to understand is the entire experience. When you have a happy employee, they do better work and the managers, they get the benefit of that. Robert, we, as Trin's bringing up there, we, we've got the employees, we've got the managers, but whose responsibility is it, in your view, to really understand and own a hybrid work environment so that all of our companies can proceed and move forward and succeed in this new operating model. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's obviously, it's it's all of us, right? The, the employees, the leadership teams, um, you know, one of the patterns that I'm seeing from a lot of leadership teams is they're, they're looking at their office spaces and they're, they're assuming, you know, there's gonna be a blend of hybrid, folks are coming in and out and creating that kind of uh, hoteling style environment or the opportunity where people can kind of work in these collaboration spaces. I'm seeing some opportunities where organizations are kind of redesigning their workspace and making them sort of modular so that depending on the events or the things that are going on, if they need to bring people in and create a little cre uh, creative space or a meeting space, they can kind of shift things around. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a blend. It's And, and you know, from an employee perspective, you've got to speak up if you need tools and resources to help you work better. I mean, you've got to ask for it, right? I mean, it's, it's an important to create that, that two-way conversation and having a good headset, having good devices really does create a great experience as you, you know, as you're engaged. 
I've been in Silicon Valley uh, my entire life, and I remember, as you're just describing, right, those the modular type of work environment. Sun Microsystems pioneered that years and years ago. I toured their campus when they had it uh, at the foot of the Dumbarton Bridge in the Bay Area, and that's what they had. You would come in, and you didn't have a dedicated space, and it didn't catch on all that much. I mean, there were people that experimented with it, but now it really seems like what they were pioneering years and years ago, that will be what we see as the future office when we finally get back on the road, we start traveling and visiting each other again. And and that seems to be what your uh, thoughts are. Do you see any hindrance to that? Are, are most organizations ready to support that? Or do they need to go back and evaluate a couple things? Uh, I mean, I think it's a it's a mix. I, I've seen some organizations that are that are quick and they've they've already embraced it. You know, they see this as an opportunity to redesign their their office spaces, maybe save a few dollars by reducing some capacity in that sense. Um, you know, and then other organizations are just kind of, you know, maybe still on prem or they still have some technologies that need to be sort of cloud enabled, and so that just kind of opens up their opportunity to to lift and shift and really start to transform and go through that digital transformation. But uh, it's I think a lot of people, like you said earlier, is you know have, have really adapted and you know embraced sort of the cloud experience at this point. And it was you know obviously that digital transformation is what so many all really I think I can say now these days all organizations are on that digital transformation. Obviously different parts of the journey, but um, so much got accelerated. Bert, one of the things that I do know about the modern office is the requirement of modern devices. Right, if we do start inviting our employees back into these more uh, open type environments and they're uh, highly networked and collaborative and everything, someone starts bringing in a six year old machine man, they're going to have a tough time collaborating in the office or at home, right? Well, look, you know, when, when we made this shift, right, our, our day-to-day changed dramatically, right? Video chat became the, the, the standard. And so you know, that really raised requirements. And then also, you know, with that, you've got, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in an office, I've got a hardwood floor, I've got, uh, you know, a carpet, but if I didn't have headset on or my Lenovo products, then you would hear background noise, right? So, there's barriers to communication that we've put in place by moving home. And so really what we're doing now is uh, removing those, right? So Lenovo's got dual far-field mics that, that take a sound from all around the room and, and, it, and it dampens it. And then guess what? You don't hear it at all, right? You can't hear the dog barking, can't hear the doorbell ringing, right? Your, your camera, that is a huge, huge uh, aspect when it comes to collaboration. How much communication is nonverbal, right? Now, when we, we, we left the office and for companies that aren't doing it, they've lost a lot of that. So for me personally, you know, being able to collaborate with my peers, with connection, uh, allows me, you know, with video chat, really enables me to, to feel like I'm still a part of the work environment. Uh, and, and I really haven't felt, uh, you know, that major loss from, from leaving. So what you're seeing now is companies understanding that, understanding how do we keep our employees happy if we're going to move them remotely forever. Uh, you know, what does that look like and what is our representation within their desk space? You know, it may be, James, that um, the only thing that, that people have as a representation from their company is the devices that they use, right? Because they're not in the office, they're remote. So that is a representation of, you know, how their, their company feels about them. So you're also seeing companies starting to think about uh, devices differently as not only a, a tool, but a retention tool, as well as a how do we attract uh, uh, millennials, right? As well as new users to our base. Now that we don't have these walls, 
that we are confining or the geographical area of our, our company, uh, we're not limiting our, our user base, you know, from that. So uh, a lot of, a lot of folks thinking differently about how to use technology. Yeah, it has a big impact on uh, employee acquisition and talent acquisition, who we can have working with us. And, and one of the things, uh, again, Matt, I want to uh, highlight a little bit of your focus on, on the connectivity outside of the office, because we all remember we'd be on some of these conference calls back in the day, and you could always tell the one person that was dialing in on the phone, it was a crummy connection and all the wind noise and stuff like that. And we have to constantly say, hey, mute your line when you're not talking and all that. But we're getting better with the connectivity now and we're being more focused uh, in terms of realizing that, yeah, people aren't always going to be in uh, an office environment. One day we will start traveling again, but these connections at the airport are getting better and we're able to actually collaborate and really do work again, which I think is, is a positive growth there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we're seeing with this technology, it's just been increasing and in, in getting better every year when it comes to that cellular, uh, cellular enabled uh, technology. Um, you know, I have friends and colleagues that they don't have an office to work out of, like we were talking about. They're not remote um, in the aspect that they're working from home. They're in RVs traveling the country, you know, and that's one of the really nice things about companies now looking forward into that marketplace of millennials and employees that want to be able to live their life, but still produce for that company. Um, you know, being able to go across the country and connect to different cellular networks and be, be able to, you know, connect and, you know, have video chat and be able to, um, you know, upload any work that they have is, has come a really long uh, distance from, you know, even just a few years ago. Well, that, that ties into like developments we've seen, Robert, within teams, right? And in collaboration tools today, are not your grandfathers, uh, or really us just younger people, uh, when we were all younger, because our grandfathers didn't have these. But you know what, what we used to be able to do is just get on, okay, great, I could see somebody. Uh, that's no longer uh, useful enough, because okay, I could see Robert, but back in the day, then I'd say, hey, Robert, I can see you, cool, but now I'll email you offline this you know, document, and then you'll send me back version three, and I'll send you back version four, and then we'll get lost, and we won't know what's going on. And now we can do all that in teams and it doesn't matter what device we're on we can be on a phone we can be on a tablet we can be you know on a surface we can be on a full-on workstation it doesn't matter but we can use more of these tools now and that's really where the work gets done right where we don't lose things after being able to just see each other yeah it's important to see each other but we need to be able to work and share things and, and those are all the developments that uh, i think are, are coming along for you when you're talking to and experiencing other teams out there that are using these tools, what are some of the like top shelf uses of collaboration technology now that, that you're saying, wow, these people are, are pushing the envelope to really work together. And th this, this group has it. They understand what is necessary to really collaborate. What are you seeing? What, what really kind of pops your mind? <clears throat> well, you know, I think it's kind of a wide range, right? When when you look at it, folks are at different maturity points through you know this collaboration journey, and some folks are just now embracing 
you know, having these conversations out in the open in the teams and the channels. And I don't mean out in the open and securely, of course, each team has its own set of security permissions and such, but, you know, the, the willingness to have that dialogue and engage with folks in a group conversation. And, and there's a lot of benefits, right? If I ask a question in a group conversation, I could get my answer quicker. I'm also educating the team that I'm working with and those folks in that conversation thread. So it just creates a much better engagement, learning, and then allows and kind of creates that water cooler conversation. And that's something that's kind of missing today. We can't just walk down the hall and, and bump into somebody and have a chatter, right? So here with those teams, the channels, and even just the private chats, just finding ways to engage. I mean, I think getting that foundation laid, laid out and, and really beginning to engage there is, is a great start. And that helps to create that sort of feeling of like, hey, we're connected, we're working together. And then you take it sort of up the stack and up the layer and say, okay, well, what about documents and collaboration? Like you were mentioning, like, hey, we can share documents in real time. Well, there's a lot of ways we can do that now with Teams and with Microsoft 365, where we can share the screen, we can work together. One of us is doing the editing. We both can be in a document or many of us can be in a document at the same time, working on different sections and adding content You know, as an example. Um, or we can even start integrating other applications that create that level of engagement and, and interaction. So yeah, I mean, it just, it sort of depends on where they are in that journey, whether they're still at the foundation and getting that collaboration muscle built, or if it's, you know, down at the application and the business process flow. And, and we've been doing a lot of that building the muscle, I think over the last, you know, year, six months for sure, as teams really, and again, it's always as teams, meaning the people working together, started using things like Teams, the tool, to work together and, and got the, you know, they got their, uh, the training wheels were on for a while. But then all of a sudden people started saying, wait a second, we can do a whole lot more. And Trend, what I also notice is I'm getting more impatient because I expect things to go quickly now. I expect someone to know that if they're on Teams with me, they can share something, I can get that doc, we can whiteboard, we can move on. And when there's a little bit of delay there, I'm just being honest with myself, I'm a little peeved, I'm a little perturbed, I expect more. Um, and and I think that's one of the things we're gonna continue to see that, that t uh, folks want this technology now to catch up to the speed of business, and I'm, I'm gonna, the last thing I'll, I'll say here is what Robert was saying about those impromptu meetings, right? We are so used to being in an office, and if I bumped into Robert, I could say, hey, hey, Robert, remember we were talking about X? Did you ever get to think about that? And, oh yeah, James, I did. And then we might sit there for seven or eight minutes, talk about something, and boom, we're on a great path. Or Robert says, nah, James, your idea was dumb, we're killing it. Okay, at least I know, and now we move on. When we started just scheduling meetings, uh, a lot of that was lost. I'm seeing so many more of these impromptu Teams sessions now. Uh, people just say, hey, let's get on Teams. Let's just do this. And is that your experience? And how are you guiding Teams to really think about, look, use this as that impromptu tool as well? You know, I, I think people use it because it's now the norm. I, I think when the pandemic hit, everyone shifted to, hey, what do I do to keep working? But now we've shifted to what can I do to really do work well? Does that include impromptu meetings, collaboration? Earlier when Bert was talking about the new devices, I'm like, man, when I get that new device, it's like this shiny new toy. I don't want to do anything but open it up, play with it, show it off. And, and that, that's what really gets people really excited. You know, I'm not just doing work, but I'm doing it in a different way. Whether I'm a millennial, I'm being recruited, or I'm, I'm I'm an older employee who just wants to get my work done, it's so easy to do when you empower the employee 
And I, I think the employers are understanding that. And that's a really good you message. Know, I'll also you know, chime in and, and add that, hey, uh, you know, with teams, it's it's and really the the move to teams. You've seen a lot of people do unique things, right? It's everyone figured out how to work from home for themselves. And and if the tools are there or not, they, they made it happen. Teams really allowed us to accelerate it and standardize on on something that allows us to collaborate. But it also really opened the door for additional hardware and additional different things that make teams easier. For instance, Lenovo came out with the Lenovo Think Smart View, which is a personal collaboration device. Uh, if this wasn't a, a, a podcast, I'd show you a picture, but uh, this essentially is a, an eight ounce, eight inch tablet that takes all your teams, has a speaker and webcam integrated, puts it on its own collaboration device, connects through your, your, uh, your team's license that you have, and guess what? I can move my video chat, I can collaborate from this, I can access my calendar, but, but the best thing that we've done yet, and this is internally in my own team, is we just set a standing meeting once a day from like eight to 801. And we call it the room and we just hop in the room anytime we need to have a discussion. And that has created our team can get in there and they say, oh, I see Bert's in there, I'm gonna hop in and say hello. And I'm gonna ask him about this question, right? So you've now got a virtual office space that we've created for us to collaborate. And that's just something that, you know, and uniquely at my own team that we've done. Imagine all of the different unique things that, that other end users have created and that we'll also continue to see standardized as we continue to evolve. Well, well let's, let's stay on this and see if we can. Let's, uh, let's go around the table. Robert, I'll, I'll start with you, then Trin and, and Matt, I'll, Matt, I'll come your way. But um, have each one of you, either with your own team, created some type of new way that you're collaborating and working together or in the groups that you're out there working with customers you're supporting again something that you've seen they're like wow this is kind of a cool new way kind of of hybrid working so again robert i'll, I'll start with you what what story anecdote have you seen out there yeah i mean i think there's 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 lots of ways to to look at it i mean one of the things that we've been doing with like training sessions is using the teams and the channels and you know, creating a master channel for that initial kind of kickoff of the event, and then sub channels that have the breakout rooms. I mean, I think that's definitely one approach. And then using the meeting recordings and and the ability to quickly switch between channels or channel meetings uh, as one method, and that's that's really helped a lot of our learning and training events that we've been running. Trin, you a modern kind of cool way that people are collaborating that you're seeing. We have two team group, group chats, one for business and one for water cooler talk. I can't say what's on that second chat. If I do, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but it allows us to add that human element that we're missing, right? What can we talk about and really join conversation without focusing on work? And Teams allows us to do that. Matt, it's always five o'clock somewhere. What's an interesting uh, collaborative <laughs> approach that you've either been a part of or you've seen a customer engage in recently? Sure, yeah, definitely. I want to echo both Trin and Robert's point. You know, our team uses Teams uh, exclusively. Um, you know, between our business channel and our water cooler channel, um, you know, we, we have both of those where we can share, you know, best practices. Um, or updates, or kind of back to Trin's point, kind of that water cooler banter, um, being able to connect with our peers. 
um, you know, when we're, we're, you know, working at the same time, we're still having that connection. So that's what I've been seeing in our organization working really well. Bert, I want to bounce back to you on on kind of devices for a moment. And, and guys, if anyone else has comments, please jump in. But uh, Bert, one of the, the issues that uh, folks did have is there are some old machines that got brought out of retirement a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were sitting in the closet. Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, I had to reengage a machine that I have here that I had retired. Now we're probably four years ago it was the one you know that, that i replaced a new machine with um i used it just for some limited things but i had to because i was now doing everything from home um there are organizations that have had to bring in some of those machines and now they're saying okay we can't do all these things right we're having issues so what are some best thoughts that you have maybe it's a, a little checklist what are two or three questions that teams and companies out there need to be asking about their devices to know whether or not you know they really need to look at that new investment so that they can take advantage of all the changes we've seen in these collaboration tools like teams uh you know 365 etc yeah no that's that's a great point and and you know when you know a year ago in march when when everyone left the connection offices we were going into our storage container finding all of our old demos handing out computers that were old right because they had desktops that they were working on and guess what some of them are still on it now, majority of them, and, but that's not unique to, to us. Everyone else's connections already upgraded. Let me, let me clarify. But uh, you know, all the other you know companies that did the same are now going, hey, what do I need to solve for? Because we can't keep putting you on a Chromebook to use a, a business application, right? So guess what? This is what companies are coming to us. And this is what I'm talking every day. And, and the biggest thing that you need to do is identify what personas you have within your organization right now and what the personas were previously and what they are today and what the future looks like. So for instance, uh, me personally, I used to always be on the road. I did not have an office. Uh, I came home at night and I, I came to my home office, but that's when I got all my work done, right? So I was always moving. I needed a mobile monitor. I needed uh, LTE. I needed lots of memory. I needed a good mic. I needed a good camera in order to be able to, to, to do it, right? But now that I'm home, uh, I've now been used to four individual monitors. Uh, I now, my role has changed dramatically and I've taken on a lot more responsibilities to the point where I don't know if I can go back on the road and still do my current job today, right? So, but, you know, it's, it is a, you have to go and you have to identify what those end users are doing, talk and understand what the future is and then make sure you're solving for them. Because how often do, do does the end user get to provide feedback regarding the overall IT that they have? Uh, how often is IT going to those you know, subgroups and saying, guys, what do you need to do your jobs best today? Are you video collaborating? How are you interacting with your customers different? And, and they're often not asking those questions. So typically when I talk to someone, I'm saying, hey, let's have a conversation, but you may be a little bit further behind in the process to success than you think you are. We're here to help. Yeah. No, you you're spot on. A buddy of mine uh, he works, at, works at Oracle, has worked there forever. He had one job. His job has now changed now. He's like almost like me, a moderator of events. He doesn't have the gear to do that. So he's like saying to me, how do you do it? I'm like, well, this is this. And he's like, I don't have that. I'm like, well, then you need to talk to your team. Let him know your job has changed. And these are the tools you need to succeed. And he's like, yeah, dude, I really, you know, I, I need to jump on that. So, uh, but I, I think that's great. A great tip is, 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 is you've got to reevaluate 
what are your employees doing now, right? It may be different than what they have been doing. So what are they doing now? Have you provided them with the tools there? Matt, LTE, the conversation, when should that be part of looking at my mobility uh, uh, experience? I'm assuming it comes in later than you would normally like. It's probably an afterthought or am I wrong? Has it really started to elevate? Uh, it, it depends on the, the, the client at the end of the day. Um, like Bert was saying before, really understanding what that, that employee needs, what that organization needs is where it starts. Um, and in the past, LTE hasn't been a huge factor, you know, a, a few employees in an organization might have been using it, maybe the CEO going on trips and traveling, maybe the field reps. Um, but what we're seeing now is a huge demand for LTE and 5G enabled devices, um, not only because we're working in a different world, a different environment, but, you know, the, the opportunity to have a um, distri uh, distributed workforce is out there. You know, everyone's looking for that remote work uh, opportunity. Um, and, you know, to be able to do your job uh, efficiently, being able to be connected, always connected, um, LTE is there to help. So um, we're seeing huge demand for it um, across the board, all industries, all verticals. Um, there is huge demand. Going to wrap up with some final thoughts from Team Microsoft here. Trent, starting with you, one of the, the missions out there from Microsoft is empowering every person and every organization to achieve more. Words of wisdom to business leaders out there on how they can really engage with their staffs and their employees to live that mission as well. Yeah, I, th I think it really begins with understanding the most valuable part of a company is the people. So give them the, the devices, give them the tools, make them successful and the company Robert, will follow. Teams, as I had mentioned earlier, has evolved since I started using it um, faster than any other collaboration tools that evolved over 10 years. I mean, really when the, the pandemic hit, uh, so many tools got re-engaged. I was working with a lot of different groups out there and some were on this and some were on that and some were on Teams, and et cetera. And then all of a sudden, a lot of innovation coming down the road from all of these. And I'm like, man, where were those like eight years ago, right? I, I thought we should have been evolving these, device, the, these collaboration tools. And they just kind of stayed stagnant for a decade, my opinion there. And then all of a sudden last year, we've just seen all these innovations. What do you... Again, back to the idea of employee expectations, what do you think are the next couple of things that we're gonna be demanding as users that you at Microsoft are looking to say, yeah, we need to be there and provide these things so we can continue to collaborate in the hybrid environment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, a couple of things. One, continued ways to communicate, collaborate, and share. So, looking, you know, we've got a, a large number of features and updates to to the meeting experience to really help drive that collaboration, to allow you to drive events, have more controls over you know, that kind of meeting experience for those folks. And then I think the other thing that I'm seeing is, is desire for building in some automation. So if I've got a repetitive task that I'm doing, hey, can I take M365 and, and use that? And can I automate some of those processes? Can I share information from that, that process and maybe inject a report or data or, or snippets of information into the various teams and the channels that I'm part of for that collaboration. 
So, you know, again, continued collaboration. And I think automation is that is definitely a big area that I'm getting a lot of questions on. The, the idea of, of hybrid remote work collaboration, it's going to be a topic for us for uh, many more, I think, podcast episodes down the road. Folks, you want to learn more, connection.com slash modern devices uh, is an area that we want to direct you to. And again, we hope that you, uh, this conversation will spark conversations within your organizations. And then, of course, you can reach out to your connection account managers, your BDMs. They can get folks on. If you're looking at those new devices, they'll get uh, Bert in team on to start talking about those. You need to get that LTE connectivity and realize uh, that that needs to be a part of your planning because your workforce has changed. Then Madden team, happy to get on board there. And of course, a uh, partner with Microsoft. We've got our Microsoft Center of Excellence. Uh, we've got people like Robert and Trin and their teams that can engage with all of you. So we really hope that you will uh, engage with us and continue the conversations. That's why we had today's conversation. My thanks to Robert and Trin, to Bert and to Matt as well. Folks, so regardless of where you're listening to this, I want to remind you to like, share, and follow Connections Tech Experience. If you do have a comment, some other topic you want to hear uh, chatted about here, then you can send us an email, podcast at connection.com. And again, reach out to those account managers, BDMs, and continue the conversation. With that, uh, best of luck to all of you. Be safe, be well, and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road.